that he has given us to do. Uh, if you'll put that on for me, it would, would help me a little bit. Uh, you know, someone texted me this morning, a, a minister that's got a very large ministry, and they texted me and they said, we had all-night prayer meeting, a very large ministry, their own television, on, on their own TV, and uh, they said, uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning we were praying for you, at 4 o'clock in the morning we were praying for you, at 5 o'clock in the morning we were praying for you, and I, I just answered back the text, I'm so grateful to have people praying for me any time of the day. It doesn't matter to me what time of the day it is when people pray for me. Just so you pray for me, that is, that is awesome. And I'm so glad that, that uh, we have the opportunity to have people pray for them. And you know, one of the things I believe that causes that is I pray for that particular person every day in my prayer time. And I've never told that person that I pray for them. I pray for people all the time. Because I believe if I pray for people, I believe God hears my prayers and I believe God will surround them with his goodness. And not only that, I don't do it selfishly so they will pray for me, but they may not, but God will put somebody else in my life that will pray for us and we need it. Amen. How many say you need other people praying for you? Amen. Well, this morning, let's go to prayer and let's just ask God speed here in the service today. And let's just believe that as we Minister the word of God, he'll have his way today and you'll go out better than you came in. Father, I just appreciate your goodness, your love, your mercy, and I thank you, God, that you care about every person on the face of this earth. And you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, that each person has an opportunity to accept Jesus as Lord as they hear about you and as they know about you. And Lord, one of the reasons why we stand in our churches and then go to crusades and do things on TV and internet is because you said, how can they hear without a preacher and how can they go without they be sent? So here we are today declaring your goodness because of your word, because we want to do this, not something we feel like we have to because we've been called. But Lord, Lord, it's a delight, it's an honor to serve you. And I ask today, God, that you will anoint me with your anointing. Anoint the people that are viewing with us in any part of the world, that ones will, will view this later. God, the people in our congregation today, let them be anointed and touched. In Jesus' precious name, I pray, amen and amen. Well, this morning, turn around and look at your neighbor and say, I hope you stay awake. Pastor's got a great message. Pastor's got a great message. Uh, come on, Pastor's got a great message. Oh, thank you there. I, I, we got that part in there. And you, wherever you're watching, if you're watching by yourself, just say it out loud. It won't matter. Maybe you got your dog there with you and you just talk to your dog, lay hands on your dog and pray for your dog. Maybe your dog might speak in tongues with you or something. Who knows? Might get filled with the Holy Ghost. Anyway, uh, we're so glad that we have this opportunity, as I said, to speak the words and minister the words of life. Now, I'm going to continue on the message that I started about three weeks ago. You know, we've had uh, three, three guest speakers. Well, the first one, I, I don't really call him a guest speaker anymore. It's Pastor Al, and he did such a great job. And then we had Pastor... Um, 
Daryl from California, and then last week we had Rick Shelton. So I've had a break in uh, the three weeks from preaching, and so I'm all fired up and ready to uh, get into this again today because I, it's going to be at least four four lessons that I'm going to teach on this because there's a lot to say about making the rest of your life the best of your life. And we're not talking about just making the rest of your life uh, better in, in finances, you know, or better jobs, but we're talking about, first of all, spiritually and then physically having a better life, even though attacks come against your body. You know, as you get older, Satan seems to try and beat you down and get, get you to have attacks in your body. You know, Joyce was talking to us a lot about that in the last 10 months of what she went through and actually got up in, in the church and told about all the different things physically she's went through, she's gone through, you know, two hip, embrace, two hip impl implants, uh, surgery in the back and in another situation. And then finally the doctor just told her it's stress. She didn't want to admit that she was having stress, but they said stress is what's causing the condition. And so I've been in stress. I've had other things to happen to me, but I want to be better, number one, spiritually, and physically, emotionally, financially, and with my relationships. And I'm grateful for the relationships that God has given me. And I've given a lot of thought to the message today. And I hope each one of you that are listening, that you'll give a lot of thought to some of the things that I have to say too. Because uh, if you want the rest of your life to be the best of your life, now listen to this, what I'm about to say. You're going to have to be willing to change some situations in your life. I want to say that again. If you want the rest of your life, doesn't matter your age, whether you're 18 years of age, it doesn't matter if you're 50 years of age, 75 years of age. If you want the rest of your life to be the best of your life, you're going to have to have some change in your life. Uh, and I pray you will be willing to grow and anyway when you do grow spiritually or any of the areas we're talking about here, it brings change. You know, sometimes you can change and it doesn't bring growth, but growth always will bring change. So my desire is always to bring uh, growth in my life so that I can maintain and bring forth the change that I need in my life. And you know, I, I, I say this, I like for people to like me, but one of the things about that, I'd rather people respect me than like me. You know, I'm a leader in the body of Christ and God has blessed me to have a lot of relationships. And, and I try to uh, involve myself in these relationships not to get what I want, but to see what I can give into relationships. And many people, when they get into a relationship, it's all about me getting something out of that. And if I don't get something out of that, what's the point of the relationship? Sometimes God has you in relationships for no other reason but to give into that relationships. All relationships are not forever. All relationships are not timeless. Some of them are seasons. And when those seasons are over, it doesn't mean that you have to end that season in a bad way. 
And this is where I think many people mess up on making the rest of their life the best of their life. Now, I'm not talking about marriage here when I'm saying that, but I'm talking about people in general that, you know, sometimes God puts them in your life for a certain time so that, you know, you can help them or they can help you. And one of the things that I've learned about life, I want to be around someone that will build me up, that will speak life into me, and that will cause me to look up and not down. So I want to say it again, if you're willing to grow and change, if you want a better life, you have to be willing to change. And if you're, and, and if you're not willing to change, your life will never get any better. And I can preach to you, Pastor Al can preach to you, Pastor Jan can preach to you, all the different ones. You can read every book on the market, the Christian book, but you can want the change, but if you're not willing to change, you're going to stay the same or get worse. And one of the things that I do is always check myself and see how I have grown in areas from month to month and from year to year. See, a lot of people don't like change, but if you're going to grow, it's going to require change. No matter what age you are, you know, uh, you know, some people think the prime of life is 19. Some think the prime of life is 30. Some people think the prime of life is 40. Some people think the prime of life is 50. Some think the prime of life is 60. Well, I think the prime of life is when you are totally yielded to God and you're doing the service that God's called you to do, whatever your age may be. And so I'll tell you one thing. At my age today, and I say it, not to call attention to that, but at 75, I look back in my rear view mirror and I see the many places that we've gone and I met people this week and they tell me how their life was touched by our ministry in a certain country and, and I got emails this week uh, of people telling me uh, of how they were touched by the ministry and all of the things that's happening. I, I'm grateful. I'm just so grateful that God has put me in those places, but I don't don't necessarily think that was the prime of my life. I believe right now is the prime of my life. I believe, I, I believe with all of my heart that what I'm doing, I believe that God is going to take us to a place uh, that we've never been before. And I want you that here, uh, uh, right here in the chapel and you that's watching, I want you to put your faith with mine because I sense something big in the spirit. I sense that we're in the last day days. I sense the call of God saying, come out from among them and be you separate. I hear the call of God saying, stand up for righteousness. Stand up for holiness. Stand up for truth. Stand up for me. Stand on that rock. Be built upon that foundation. Don't build on the sand, but build on the rock. Because if you're built on the sand, when the rains and the floods come, the wind comes, your house is going to be blown down. But whenever you're built on that rock, it won't blow down. Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen? Now, if people put God first in you, if, if you will put God first in your life, your words, your attitude, and your actions will acknowledge him in everything you do. Now, I want to say it again. If you put God first, in your life every day. The words that come out of your mouth, 
Your attitude that you display in every situation, your actions will acknowledge Jesus Christ, God himself, the Holy Spirit, in all of your actions that you're taking. Everything you will do, it will show up. You know, when I wake up in the mornings, one of the first things I do, you know, my, my, uh, I woke up before the alarm went off and I was just lying there in bed. And, and as I was lying there in bed, I was thanking the Lord. I said, thank you, Lord, for the sleep you gave me. Thank you for the day you've given me. Thank you, Lord, for our service today. I was just lying there and, and uh, I was just talking to the Lord with under my breath and the clock hadn't gone off and I reached over and turned it off and all at once, Miss Clowers got up out of the bed and I saw her walking through the dark room and I knew where she was going. She was going to make coffee. Well, you know, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I was awoke, awakened uh, even without the clock. But the first thing I did this morning while she was going in the other room, I was giving thanks to God. I was taking a couple of minutes just saying, Lord, I love you. I thank you this is Sunday. I thank you that you've anointed me and, and something good is going to happen to people. That, that people are not just going to come to church and we're not going to sing a few songs and receive the tithe and offering, but people are going to connect in the spirit. They're going to take a step higher. Can you say amen? Amen. And see, when I wake up in the morning, the first things I do, I give him thanks for another day and do my best. Do my best. And I say, Lord, help me to live the life today that's pleasing to you. Now, I'm not asking you what you do, but I believe it's important that every one of you, no matter who you are, I believe you should take that first things, first few minutes, first few thoughts out of your, your brain and begin to say, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Help me not to get distracted today from the mission that I have in my life. Help me not to let people and things that I encounter get me off course because I want my life to be good today. See, today could be the rest of your life. Today could be the last day that you're going to live on the face of this earth. I hope not. But let it be the best of your life. And then I, I, read, I, I read this often and often I go to sleep at night uh, reading this. Actually, I was going through some health issues, uh, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And Dr. Colbert, who's down in Orlando, Florida, he's the doctor for a lot of different ministers. He used to be a, a regular doctor, but he went to a, became a holistic doctor. And I was down there going through his program and he was examining me and I was telling him sometimes I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. He said, well, take this medicine. And he read me from Proverbs chapter three, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He said, that's the medicine, Don, that I want to give you when you lie down on your bed. Just repeat this over and over, just like you would take a sleeping pill. Just read this over and over, or he said, actually memorize it, and I do have it memorized. And so many times at night, uh, I put my pillow on, on, on the, my head on the pillow, and I'm saying, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And he and acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he shall give you, and he shall give you the desire. He he shall give you. Uh, well, here I, I'm getting off. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. 
Uh, and so uh, that, that's what I desire is for God to direct my path, to do the right things, to say the right things, and treat people right. See, most every morning now, let me, let me just say this. Most every morning, uh, uh, Pastor Sharon gets up first. I mean, I'm awake. But she gets up first, and sometimes she says something to me, or I say something to her. But most of the time she gets up, you know, she's like a, she's like a shotgun. Once her eyes come open, <laughs> boom, she's out of the bed. She doesn't need two minutes to lay there and think about it. She doesn't need one minute. She doesn't need five minutes. Some people say, well, my alarm goes off, and I hit the snooze three times. Well, uh, she's not a snooze person, and neither am I. I mean, if my alarm goes off, I know it's time to get up and there's no sense in uh, keep, keep hitting the snooze button. But, but even before the alarm goes off, before my alarm went off this morning, I'd reached over and cut it off, and all at once when I was cutting the alarm off, I looked and I saw Speedy Gonzalez going to the kitchen. And uh, uh, Speedy Gonzalez went into the kitchen, and I just lay there in bed a couple of minutes and just thanking the Lord for the day and giving him... Uh, uh, some thoughts of mine that I was glad that he let me sleep and that he let me wake up and, and that I believe he's going to let me come to church and have some wonderful people to preach to here and around the world. And then, you know, as she, she gets up and goes to the kitchen, what she's doing, she's making coffee. Occasionally I do that. You know, occasionally I go and do it, but uh, most of the time uh, she is the one that's out of that bed and going to make that coffee. I don't know, maybe I don't make it good enough. You know, I don't know what the deal is, but anyway, she's out of the bed. I mean, once her eyes is open, boom, she, boom. Well, she's in there praising the Lord while she's making coffee, and I'm kind of having my little uh, two or three minutes with the Lord, and then I come in and have a glass of water standing beside her there, and I don't ignore her. I don't say, I don't look the other way, or I don't do say, say to her, what are you doing up, or, or whatever. I say good morning. You know, I got my own ways of saying good morning, and uh, uh, I, I, I do that, and, and, and you know, uh, she, 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 she's always pleasant, and I may hug her, I may kiss her, I may, you know, uh, tell her how pretty she is, and, and, and just different things, and then we converse a little bit, and then the coffee's made, and we go back together to have our devotions and drink coffee while we're having our devotions, but now what if I went into the kitchen and she was making coffee, and I just walked around in there, and I didn't, I didn't talk to her, and I just ignored her, and I know she's making coffee, and I know she's going to be taking it back uh, where we have our devotions. What if I just walked around like that? Uh, uh, do, do you, I mean, you know, sometimes she speaks to me first, sometimes I speak to her. We don't have a, we don't have a dialogue, I spoke first. Now, this is your morning to speak first, you know. We just, we just are, we just together. We're together, we're married, we're one. But I, I, I want to let her know, hey, it's good to see you again today. <laughs> and it's good to be seen today, you know. And so we, we chat there a minute, nothing big, but I, I don't ignore her. Well, what I'm saying to you, when you get up, do you ignore the Holy Ghost? Do you ignore Jesus? Do you, do you just go on about your life or you're so busy getting ready to go about your day that you don't take time? So anyway, we go and we, we don't have a lot of conversation because we get into devotions, reading the Bible, praying, and sometimes we pray together. Sometimes I pray by myself. But uh, is this the way, 
you know, if, if I didn't talk to her, is this the way Christians should be with God when they get up in the morning? Should they just ignore the fact that he's in, her, in their life, that he's right there? All he wants you to do is say, good morning, hello, I'm here, I want to direct your path, I want to give you wisdom, I want to give you things to do, I want to help you in your difficulties. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, through the day, a lot of times she calls me or I call her and we need to ask questions or answer questions or, or say something to each other. So even though we are not together all day, a lot of days, you know, we still communicate. Well, God wants us to do the very same thing with him. And the more you communicate with him, the better your life will, will be. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And see, we always try to start our day off right with God and with each other. Ooh, getting quiet here right now. We, started, we try to start our life off right with God and each other because, you know, I know there's going to be some things through the day that Satan's going to throw or there's going to be some unscheduled events, but if we can decide together that we want to start our day off right together and with God, he will give us wisdom to handle whatever comes. You know, in my, uh, uh, in my message uh, uh, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whenever it was I preached the first message on making the best of your life, the best of your life, uh, um, I said... Um, Put God first in the morning, and as your days progress, well, first of all, uh, I I said, I read from Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first. Everybody say, seek ye first. Seek ye first. You know, that's good, but everybody really say, seek ye first. Seek ye first. Say it one more time. Seek ye first. Let's say it like there's somebody in the room. Seek ye first. Thank you. Seek ye first. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. See, many people take the bottom of the scripture and they want the things added unto them and they don't want to seek God. But you see, we need to do what the Bible says, seek God first. I read that scripture in the beginning on my first lesson that I was teaching on this and I said that this is the beginning of how, the beginning, it's not the conclusion, it's not the middle, but it's the beginning of how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. See, putting God first in the morning and as you progress, no matter what happens, be aware of God's presence to help you. As the day progresses, be aware you got God's presence to help you. Everybody say God's presence. presence. Now, uh, don't let what happens to you at that moment happen in you that's negative. You know, something drastically could happen. And all at once, if you're not guarded, you know, the Bible says guard your heart and all diligence, for in it is the issues of life. Well, if something is happening with the word of God, with the Holy Ghost, with the the goodness of God, guard your heart and don't let it happen in it. What kind of news could you possibly get that you don't even know that you could get? You know, Pastor Al, 
Pastor Al got a news that his brother had died finally and he tried and tried to communicate with his brother. He tried and tried to communicate with his brother. A wonderful brother. They had been close for years and he loved his brother. And his brother had some health problems and so there was a a man that was supposed to be a pastor that was uh, supposed to be looking after him and helping him. And so Pastor Al would call his this pastor and would try to talk to him so he could talk to his brother and find out the welfare and how his brother was doing. Well, he would always use the excuse he's asleep or he can't talk right now or call back and he would call back. If I'm not telling this correctly, correct me here. But anyway, time went on and he just called and called and they just kept saying things and actually turned out to be lies that his brother passed on July the 4th and he didn't have the the uh, the the uh, integrity and character enough to tell him that your brother passed and he had uh, him make up a new will pastor al had his brother's will that the brother gave to him signed to him uh, and, and gave him his properties and all of his possessions and in any way nothing happened uh, and so finally his daughter renee was going to be close by and he said well why don't you run by your uncle bama's house that's what they called him bama why don't you run by his house and see if he's okay Well, when they got there, there was a a gate on the door and a note on the door that says, do not, uh, on the gate, don't enter. Well, you know, if if you know the the Rowans, if you know the Rowans, especially the young Rowans, uh, the younger Rowans, they they got a spark in them that burns all the time. And uh, so she just moved the, the gate out of the way and went in there and, and didn't pay any attention to the no trespassing signs and found her a ladder and climbed up into an open window and walked through the house hollering, Uncle Bama, are you here? Uncle Bama, are you here? Well, when she did, the alarm went off. And when the alarm went off, you know, obviously the police came. And then when the police came, uh, the man that had supposedly, who was supposed to be a pastor and who pastors a church in L.A.J., Georgia, uh, finally showed up and was rude to uh, Renee, their daughter, and would not answer any of the questions and said, if you want to know any answers, talk to my attorney. Now, here is the brother sitting here, and there is the, uh, the niece standing there trying to find out about her uncle, and this pastor said, if you want to know anything, talk to my attorney. Now, does that display the, the goodness of God? Does that display character and integrity? Here it is. It's his brother that they had loved each other. He had willed everything to him. And I won't mention the number, that it was a good number. Uh, It was a a big number that would have benefited them and the kingdom and the ministry in many ways if someone had not have, pardon me, uh, uh, cheated and uh, 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 did things wrong and did not even allow him to know that his brother passed. Now, folks, let me tell you stuff. When stuff happens like this in the ministry, you you can't call these people ministry people. These are greedy people for what they do. And so I'm telling you, 
uh, I want to be around people of integrity that will do what they will do. He had a will. His brother made the will. It was a certified will, one that was would stand up in court. But they made another one and, and, and already had everything probated and now it all belongs to the other man and there's nothing he can do about it now. And so you see, that's something hard to swallow. I mean, I'm telling you, folks, that's something hard to swallow. You want to put your boxing gloves on, and you want to go to Ella J, Georgia, and then you want to have some brass knucks in those boxing gloves, and, you know, some little nails in there that stick out, and, and then you want to have some things on your knees, and you want to have some things on your, your feet, and you need to want to say to that man that calls himself a pastor, hey, how did you like that one hey how did you like that one that's what your flesh wants to do and kick him really hard where it hurts where he would be bending over and he'd be saying oh for a long time and maybe not get up that's what the flesh wants to do but see I watched this man walk through it step by step and is still walking through it step by step and saying well you know I know this has happened. There's nothing I can do about it now and I have to put it in God's hands. So they could allow what happened to keep them from making the rest of their life the best of their life because they could be so mad and angry and want to get even and want to take back what rightfully belongs to them. But if they get into that fight... If they get into that fight, the Holy Ghost will stand over here and say, okay, you're taking on the fight, so you don't need me. But as they have mellowed in these past few weeks since they found out this horrible news, they are learning little by little to turn it into the hands of God. And who knows what might happen and how that could possibly come back to them in ways you don't even know about. So, so don't you say in your mind, and Pastor Al and Linda, don't say in your mind it's a done deal, we'll never get anything out of it. God is still... Oh, I'm telling you, God is still God and He can do supernatural things. You know, when a man cheated us out of our property, and you heard me tell this, he cheated us out of our property, and it was five years, and everybody gave up and lost their property, and we'd played all the money we had into that, and we didn't have anything left. But five years later, I got a call, and, and, and somebody made a mistake, and in that mistake they made, the attorney called back and said, guess what? I said, we got our property back. And when we did, it was worth twice the amount that we had paid for it. And I'm telling you folks, God is God and I want you today to say the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life and when I get kicked in the gut, when I get kicked in the gut, I'm going to get my breath back through the Holy Ghost. I may get kicked into the gut. I may be get kicked down to my knees. But when I'm on my knees, I'm going to call on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am, the Lily of the Valley. And I am not getting mad at God. I'm not giving up. And I'm certainly not going to go kill somebody. Amen. Even though you may feel like it. 
But we're not talking about feelings. We're not talking about feelings. We're talking about making the rest of your life through the word of God. See, the word of God is what we live by. And if you don't live by the word of God, then you won't change. You'll stay your old ugly self. Amen. You know, some Christians are so ugly, not, not physically ugly, but they are so ugly the way they live their life. When they open the cabinet door, the, the glass runs because they are so ugly. They can't touch it. It, it, it is so frightened because of their ugliness. God, God, didn't, God didn't call us to be ugly Christians. He called us to be pretty Christians. He called us to be lovely Christians. He called us, oh, thank you, Lord. He called us to be the light of the world. Now listen. Put God first in the morning. And as you progress, I already said this, through the day, no matter what happens to you, just like that day they got the news. Exercise self-control. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a great nugget. Exercise self-control. See, when something happens, somebody tells you something, somebody does you wrong, something is about to change, first of all, get self-control. If you don't have self-control, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. God can't speak through you when you don't have self-control. If you're all mad and upset and angry and want your way and going to speak your mind regardless, you already lost the blessings of God and there's no way the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. So the number one thing that I'm telling you to do is do your best to exercise self-control and don't let people and things get you to start reacting emotionally because they're talking to you. Amen? You know, I, I talk to people all the time and through phone, insurance things and stuff we have to do. And, and many times people, they just insult whoever they're talking to. You know, I was talking to American Airlines the other day and I didn't like the way the lady was talking to me at all. And, and you know, I wanted to say, say a few things, but you know, instead of saying some ugly things that she was saying, I decided as I'd say, you must be having a, a bad day today. Are you having a hard time? Do you really want to be at work today? And she said, why are you asking me all these questions? I said, well, you seem to be having a hard time with me and I want to make sure <clears throat> that I'm not saying something that I shouldn't be saying or doing because I'm only trying to find an answer here. And uh, all at once she calmed down and she said, yeah, I didn't want to come to work today. I didn't feel good, but so, somebody didn't show up and so I had to show up and, and uh, so I'm taking it out on you. And I said, well, I'm glad it's me instead of somebody else because somebody else may have cussed you out. But I said, 
I'm going to tell you that Jesus loves you and that Jesus will help you through your day and you don't need to be cussed out. You just need to be loved. And I said, I'm going to pray for you the rest of the day. And that woman helped me, I'm telling you. She just went out of her way and she helped me and got things in order for me because I didn't jump on to her and saying all kinds of stuff that probably when I was younger I would have, you know. Uh, I probably would have said a lot of stuff to her, but I just realized I've had some experience in life. And because I've had some experience in life loving Jesus, I want to share that with somebody else. See, don't lose control. And I say this, if, if you think about this now, when you're confronted with anything, whatever it is, do you blame others? And if, if you're always blaming others, this is proof one has not yet embraced personal responsibility. If somebody says something to you and all at once you start blaming, this is proof you've not taken personal responsibility. See, people may be the cause of things, but don't let other people cause you to blame. Be who you're supposed to be in every situation. See, to me, integrity is more important to me than preaching before the millions of preacher people that I've had the privilege of, of preaching to. Integrity to me is more important to me than the one church in New York that has purchased over 30,000 copies and paid for those books and has, uh, the, the members have to read that book they did for years to, to become a member of their church. That's nice and good, but my integrity is more important to me than selling books. My integrity is more important to me than having an open door to preach somewhere where, where people are and many, many places. But you see, integrity, character, is helping me to have a better life. And the rest of my life, you, you can't have the rest of your life to be the best of your life without godly character and without godly integrity. Thank you for shouting me down right there. I really appreciate that. Now, don't allow one event or a series of events to overshadow the bigger picture of who you are in Christ. Look for opportunities to do right. Don't use excuses for doing wrong. See, when you do wrong, most of the time, people use an excuse for why they did wrong. Don't use an excuse of why you lost your temper or, or why you said what you did. You know, you don't have to say those things. If you want God to fight your battles. See, see the man that, that, in, that, that stole our money. We put our money in. We got the title insurance like everybody else. But he never paid the bank off. I don't know how he pulled all this off. Well, you know, he went to, um, he went to Las Vegas. And not only ours did he pay. Uh, uh, he lost at Las Vegas. Well, you know, my first instincts were... You know, I'd like to have a meeting with this guy, and uh, uh, maybe I'd like to carry carry some some big, strong nails in my knee, and uh, just kick him right in the middle. 
you know, that was my first fleshly instinct. But, you know, I didn't let my fleshly instincts cause me to say or do anything. I just prayed over this thing, and she prayed over it. We kept on tithing. We kept on giving. We kept on loving God, and I prayed for him. I didn't want to. I wanted to pray he'd go to hell. Thank you. I wanted to pray, Lord, just send him on to hell. But you know what? Uh, I, I didn't pray that. I just said, Lord, open his eyes and save him and deliver him. Well, you know, uh, we stayed faithful. It took five years, but God gave us the land back through a miracle. What if I'd have been mean? What if I'd have been mean? What if I'd have been all of the, like some of them were, you know? And, but I didn't call him bad names. I just made up my mind I was going to do the right thing. So you can choose if you want to choose to do the right thing. Or, or, or you, can make, you can make it through whatever you're going through if you choose to do the right thing and press through when the obstacle's in front of you. See, when the obstacle's in front of you, that's the time to keep integrity. That's the time to keep your self-control instead of blaming someone for what's going on. It may be their fault. They may not be treating you right. But what about, you know, I go back to Joy. When Joy got fired, Joy made some mistakes or she wouldn't have got fired. And, and you know, Joy could have really got bitter over this, but I just kept praying with Joy along with others, and Joy just kept her heart right. And, and you know, when months passed by, and they told her it was impossible to get her job back. You know what? But, you know, it was with the company, but it wasn't with God. And supernaturally, I mean, even the union told her it's impossible for you to get your job back. But you know what? Uh, what was it, 10 months, Joy? Eight months, eight months of no hope. But she'd come in here just as sweet as she could be. Sometimes she'd be a little down and a little hurt and a little disappointed. But she never, she never cussed anybody out. She wasn't calling the, these people bad names and all of that. She just kept loving and kept, kept praying and kept loving and kept praying. One day the same person that fired her called her up and hired her. Rehired her and gave her gave her back her full seniority. Can you say amen? amen? So folks, I'm telling you, if you want the rest of your life to be the best of your life, it's up to you. How you handle you is how it's all going to come about. Joyce Meyer invited Pastor Sharon and me this week down to her women's conference in Tampa, Florida. Well, we got up early Thursday morning and went to the airport to go to Tampa and we flew, flew the flight and um, got the, uh, there pretty much on time. And we walked in this beautiful hotel she had provided for us. And, and our daughter-in-law, Jackie, and her friend was there and people we knew, they were getting their rooms. And, and so uh, Joyce Meyer has their staff there, a little place there for, for special guests. And we, we were a special guest. And so they come running to me and said, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Clark, we got there about a quarter to two. We're sorry, Pastor, but uh, your room's not ready yet, and we're working just as diligently as we can to get you 
Pastor Sharon's room ready. And, and uh, so I said, no, no, no problem. And Jackie was over there. We went over and talked to them. So a little while later, they said, well, it's still going to be a little while later. So I, I went back and forth. And so finally I went over and I said, uh, you know, uh, do you have any idea or clue what time this room might be ready? And they said, well, we're hoping by four. So, you know, that's a long time to just sit in a hotel lobby and wait, especially after you've been on an airplane and all the stuff you've been through. So Jackie said, well, our driver told us there's a nice restaurant down the street. So we walked down to the nice restaurant down the street and had a meal and took our time because we were sitting outside and it was warm and there was water and there were boats. So we were just sitting there enjoying and uh, finally, about 4 o'clock, we decided, well, let's walk back over to the hotel to see if our room's ready. And they said, well, I'm sorry, but it's not ready. And so finally, the manager came over, and one manager came over and said, we're going to have it ready in 15 minutes. We got somebody in there cleaning it right now. I mean, it was a big story. And then at 5 o'clock, they came and told me the same thing. 5 to 15, they came and told me the same thing. Finally, at 530 they came and told me the same thing. And see, what happened was I didn't get upset. I kept self-control, and I treated the staff members of the hotel the way I would want to be treated. I mean, I said a few things, but I didn't say them in anger. I said, now, you know, and I happen to be a gold member of this particular whole hotel, which gives me things, and it should not ever happen to me. This should never happen to me in any hotel by me holding that particular status. And uh, he said, I know you hold the status. And he said, I tell you what, Mr. Clowers, we're just going to give you 20,000 reward points so that this will put you in a stay somewhere else, wherever you want to go, you and your wife, and you can spend the night in the best hotel we got uh, 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 in any city you want to. Will that help? And I said, that'll help. <laughs> I said, you can give me 20 more if you want to. So anyway, they gave us 20,000 points. We finally got to our room about 20 minutes to 6, just enough time to get changed and go to the service. But I never lost my self-control. The next day, the manager saw me in the hotel, and he said, I want to shake your hand, Mr. Clowers. He said, um, um, I could have done a lot of things for you. And he said, um, and I will, but he said, uh, this particular room was requested for you as white. We couldn't do something. But he said, I've never dealt with anybody as kind as you in a situation like this. And he said, you're welcome back in our hotel at a special rate anytime you want to come back. And then someone paid our hotel. We didn't pay for our hotel. Someone else paid for our hotel. I'm telling you, the rest of your life can be the best of your life. But I could have blown that whole situation up. And let me, let me use a bad word here. I could have blown it to hell. But I chose not to blow it to hell because stuff was wrong. I chose to try to find a problem. How to solve the problem. See, most people when they're confronted, they want to blow up rather than realize confrontation is not to blow up, it's to find the answer. Amen? 
and when they couldn't find an answer, I just kept being I, I just kept being nice because I knew the answer would come. Maybe not as soon as I wanted it to, but it would come. Wow, time's going by here quick. Remember this. Uh, remember this. You live by faith and not by feelings. And how you handle every difficulty reveals your heart. Faith is taking the first step before you know what step number two is. I'll tell you, I can go back in our ministry and I can tell you over and over again when we were poor as snakes and we had to sleep in our car and we had to stay with people or we had to sleep under the tent, we, we took the first step the, the first step was go obey God and we did it. We didn't know what the second step would be but somehow God brought step two along because we stayed faithful. Step three came. Step four came. So I want to tell you, don't, don't, don't look at something and, and say this is not right. Learn how to take the steps by faith when it's time to take them. And so step one, many times you take that you don't know what step two is. You know, I stepped out in faith to launch Experience Life. And I don't know what all the steps are yet to our success. Are you listening to me? I don't know what all the steps are to our success, but I'm still stepping. I'm still doing what I need to do. See, and I, I want to say this to you. I realize Joyce and I both had this conversation Thursday, and then she had it in, in the pulpit Thursday night. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I can't do some of the things that I used to, and I don't have some of the same physical stamina that I used to have. But I'm still called because I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet, so what I'm capable of doing, I'm going to do with all of my heart. All of my heart. Amen. Somebody say, all of my heart. All of my heart. See, I, I want to do it with all of my heart. I don't want to just come in here and just have a little bit of something and everybody go home. I want us to come in here and I want the power of God to come down so strong and anoint you and who's ever here leading the service. I want the anointing of God to come down on them. I want the gifts of the spirit to start working through them and I want the Holy Ghost if they have to speak in tongues or need to speak in tongues they're not ashamed to speak in tongues because God has given us the Holy Ghost I don't know what I said but I know one thing some demons probably got scared and run off by what I just said in the Holy out of those words I'm hearing I'm not dead I'm alive you're not finished you got more work to do and don't look at yourself of being incapable you may be incapable in your own flesh but through me you can do what I've called you to do says the Lord of hosts He's saying, rise up and make the rest of your life the best of your life. My life's not finished. And God's the source of my strength. And I'm trusting Him for the next steps. I'm trusting Him for the next steps. Can you say amen? 
1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding. Now notice what he says to abound in. The work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now notice that your labor is not in vain. In the Lord. That your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever I do for the Lord, or whatever you do for the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Amen. You know, Michael Lowey, he's, he's not a pulpit preacher. He preaches at home and he, he preaches at work. I mean, uh, he, he preaches at work all the time. He's just there preaching, preaching, preaching. I mean, you know, he, he uses wisdom of how to do that and talks to these guys about the goodness of God. Well, nobody said you had to be an apostle or a prophet or evangelist or a pastor or a teacher to preach. Everybody that's born again, you should preach and your life should preach what you're preaching. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Mernon Wilson, come here just a minute. Give me a microphone. Give me, come up here, Mernon Wilson. I got one right here. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I'll tell you, this is just uh, off of the cuff. I'm just going to do something here this morning. Wilson, you look good in your, your pink tie or purple tie or lavender tie. Everybody look here at Wilson. Isn't he good? Yeah. This is his lovely wife, uh, Myrna. Uh -huh. How long y'all been married? 27 years. 27 years. <laughs> 27 years. Usually the, usually the, the wife knows how says the right numbers, but I, I got it this time. So you've learned to say yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Myrna and Wilson, you know, I, I'm talking here about making the rest of your life the best of your life. And, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know, you're like anybody else. You're married and and you, you, both, you guys, you have to walk through situations each day. Yes. Yes. Maybe uh, you look at Wilson with that body language sometimes, and he knows not to say anything. Well, he knows, but he still says. Oh. <laughs> Is that right, Wilson? I'll talk to her later. <laughs> You'll talk to her later. Well, these two people, these two people... Love God and and I yes, believe I, I believe you love Pastor Sharon and me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We love both of you so much. We go back away. We go yeah. back away. That's right. Yeah. Well, y'all came here when we first started, right? Yes, right. but we knew who you were long before that. You knew who I was long before that. You and knew my reputation. Knew you better. She knew you better than I did. Okay. Yeah. So you trusted her judgment. Well, I used. <laughs> I might dig a hole here. What, what is he doing, throwing me under the bus? No, no, I'm just saying that when I first saw you and heard you at that other establishment, that I, I told you before, and I told her that you talk too much. But Thank I, you, Wilson. But I, but I have learned to love you. Yes. Well, maybe I ought to say, go sit down. <laughs> Talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be running off on me. Now, 
Okay, I, uh, my first impression, Wilson, I talk too much, but how come y'all come to Experience Life Church? Why do you come to Experience Life Church? Well, I come because, first of all, I love God. And second of all, I love you guys. And third of all, this is our church. We have been here since day one, but when it was a different name. Well, changing the name didn't change the church. That's right. And we, God didn't tell us to go anywhere yet. He had said, go someplace else. Yeah, so, and I've fallen in love with the teaching. You've fallen in love with yeah, the teaching? Yeah, it has really struck, struck new. Mm. Yes. And I, I think when we meet each other, I think you talk more than I do. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> so my gift, so you got my gift you didn't like. <laughs> he talks in his sleep too. <laughs> he talks in his sleep too. He probably talks to himself too, doesn't he? I do sometimes. I do sometimes. He mumbles. <laughs> Well, the reason I brought them up here, they're experienced life people. Yes. They've been married, what'd you say, 30? Well, 27 years. 27 yeah. years. And they have walked in faith, and they have yeah. come to our church when we first started. Right. And I've watched them grow together and love each other. And they served in this church. I'm telling you, they have served in this church over and over again. And so faithful. I mean, there's hardly a... Anything happens here at Experience Life Church that you don't see Myrna and Wilson here. They're, they're almost at every event. When they're not here, there's something, there's a reason they're not here. They are here and they show their love and appreciation. And she, you're, the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. Oh, we know that. Oh, yes. Yes, we're banking on that. Yeah. You're banking on we're that. Banking on that. <laughs> we are banking on that. And if I don't show up, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just, just joking. joking. Just joking. I'll take my cane and grab it. I'll use it as a hook. <laughs> They're really helping me out this morning. <laughs> See, we're talking about experience life. That's right. Experience That's right. life. That's true. That's true. Amen. That's well, true. give Myrna and Wilson a great big hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, this is just a little example. This is just a little example of the type of people that God wants me to reach with the experience life message that I'm preaching about today. They are... They are funny, they're genuine, they're real, they're trusting God, they love the church, they serve in the church and they help and they're steadfast. And, and 1 Corinthians 15, 58, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. That word abounding means to be rich or well supplied. So uh, always... Uh, be rich and well supplied in the Lord. How do you get rich and well supplied in the Lord? By doing the work of the Lord. By doing what he says. By not being hearers but doers of the word of God. See, I want to be steadfast and keeping a good attitude no matter what happens. And this is very important to making the rest of your life the best of your life. Do you stay steadfast, immovable, 
and do the right thing or do you get offended when things don't go your way and run away? You know, I've had opportunities to run away. Let me give you a quick little story. Uh, a few years ago, I was in a, in a setting of a, some of the most well-known speakers in the world. And it was an honor to sit in the, the presence of these speakers. I was asked a question by one of the speakers. I mean, this was very, very, very world-known, influential people. And I was asked a question. And when I was asking the, asked the question, I was answering the question, was one spoke up and says, Be quiet, Don. I was asked to speak. I was asked to give an answer. Well, you know, my flesh didn't like that at all. It embarrassed me royally. And you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't have to take this. I don't have to be insulted in front of all of these <clears throat> influential people. I got two good legs that will just pick me up real good and walk me right out of this room and I can go get on the airplane and leave and leave it with them. But you know, I sat there thinking about what had been said to me and why a person would do that to me after I'd been asked to speak. And I was dealing with it, whether to run and say, forget all of you. There's only one that had done it. And so why should I forget them all? But that's why people react, because one does something, they want to forget everybody. But anyway, I sat there, and I started praying in tongues under my breath about what I should do. And the Holy Ghost said, just stay calm. Keep self-control. Keep self-control. Keep self-control. Well, it wasn't easy for me to keep it because my body, my emotions wanted to get up and I wanted to put my hand on my hip and turn around and look at it and say, you know what? You, I don't have to take this from you. But you know what? I sat in the chair, prayed in tongues, and a little while later, that person apologized. And when they apologized, and then, then I was asked to speak again, uh, and everyone listened, then I walked out better than I came in. I grew through the process. My flesh didn't want me to, my flesh didn't want me to stay. My flesh wanted me to tell them, I don't have to listen to this. You know, you asked me here to help you, and here I am trying to help you, and then this one over here tells me to be quiet. You know, I, I just learned sitting there, the process is not easy. Boy, it hurt to sit there. Mm, did it hurt to sit there? Because I knew everybody was looking at me and saying, how's he handling that? How is he getting through that? But you know, uh, and that person today is so wonderful to us and treats us so genuinely and wonderful today and is a great friend today. But you know what? I could have blown it because I didn't like what they said. Are you, are you here? Yes. See, the, the key is in these situations is learning to live with God's agape love. See, that's what happened to me. I had to put my emotional love aside and in that situation, I had to love these people. Well, it was only one, but everybody was part of that 
and, and as I said, some of the most influential people in the world right now. Um, uh, but I let agape love work through me, and I prayed in the Holy Ghost and asked God and said, Lord, help me to love this person and not hold this against them. I don't know why they did this to me, and, and I don't understand it, but Lord, I know one thing. I'm bigger than, than running away. I'm not running away. Too many people run away when things happen. Emotional love can't and can't can't and won't endure hardships and disappointments from others. Remember that. Emotional love can't and won't endure hardships and disappointment from others. So if you want to change, you have to be willing to change. You know, when I started working out years ago, I had to change. I first started, uh, you know, I've lifted weights, I've done everything, but when we lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I started jogging, we lived on a hill. I mean, it, it, was, not, it was not a Texas hill. It was a Tennessee hill and, and a Pittsburgh hill, you know, those kind of hills. That, and, and so I remember uh, I, I wanted to start jogging and I wanted to be jogging three miles a day every morning. And so when I first started, I made it to the first mailbox. Well, I took a first step. The next day I made it to the second mailbox. The next day I made it to the third mailbox. Next day I made it to the fourth. Next day I made it to the tenth. And I'm talking about straight up. I, I learned, I taught Tammy how to drive and she had a clutch in her car and a gear. And I taught her in that same spot. You know, I, 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 I don't know, bless her heart. She should have had another teacher, but I... Uh, but I mean, I, I'm honest. I thought, well, you know, if she's going to learn, she needs to learn. And, I mean, instead of me taking her down and letting her learn the clutch and the gas and how all of that worked, I forgot you had that fast car too. I mean, it was G. What was it? Z28. Z28. What? Camaro. And and it was fast. I mean, it was too fast for her. We had to get rid of it. But anyway, instead of taking her. Instead of taking her down and letting her try the clutch and gas and break out, I just got in that spot right there where the hill was straight up, and I told her how to do it. Well, the first time she was rolling backwards, and third time she was rolling backwards, fourth time she was rolling backwards, and and I, I probably wasn't as kind as I am now. Uh, anyway, finally she got it, and boy, I mean, she she uh, took her foot off of the brake. She did that, and she. And then sometimes she'd come, Dad, let me show you. Let's go up to the hill. And sometimes she'd get in the car, and I said, no, I don't need to do that. Uh, but she'd get me in there, and she said, I want to show you what you taught me. And then she'd tell me about some other hills she'd been on. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, she learned how in some of her most difficult situations. And I believe some of our most difficult situations, we can learn through them rather than letting them destroy us. See, uh, uh, let me say it again. When you're in a tough situation and times, do you deal with it and, and get through it or do you get offended and run away? What, what do you do? And then uh, you must learn to deal with your hurts. See, I was sitting there at the table. I was dealing with my hurt. I was dealing with my hurt. And then let me say this. Don't park at the point of your hurts. Don't park at the point of your hurts. Forgive those who wronged you. You're not hurting them if you don't forgive them. And furthermore, they don't care. Amen. 
See, forgive those who wronged you. You're not hurting them if you don't forgive them and they don't care. You're only hurting yourself. If you don't forgive them, you're being controlled by them. Your life will never be any better until you forgive, until you change. Amen? Amen. You know, let me try to finish with this. I got so much more, but my time is wrong. My time has run out. On my 60th birthday, Pastor Sharon um, gave me a surprise birthday party. Some of you was there, and it was, it was absolutely miraculous, this, this party that she gave me. Um, and it was in, what was it, Park City's Club? City Place. City Place. A really, really beautiful place downtown, and... I don't know how many people she had, but when I walked in, she kept this from me, and she did good, and, and uh, she had invited my friends from all over, and people flew in from everywhere, and even, uh, even um, the guy from Singapore, uh, Joseph Prince, Joseph Prince um, bought me a, a beautiful watch, and uh, a very beautiful, expensive watch. And um, just just numbers of people. You know, Joyce flew in, and I could just keep going on about all the different people that flew in from my 60th birthday party. And while I was there, you know, I was just caught off guard. She kept this from me, and, and thank you for all the things you've done for me. But, you know, um, I was so blessed by all the things that happened and all the people that were there. Well, a few days later, she told me, she said, well, I invited so-and-so, and they didn't acknowledge, uh, or, or the, on the RSVP, they didn't acknowledge and they didn't show up. Well, it kind of stunned me a little bit why they wouldn't even acknowledge, because I thought, well, this could be a time they're busy and couldn't come, so it's no big deal to me. But a few days later, I got an invitation from that person having a big celebration, and somebody was putting on a certain thing like she did for me. Well... Uh, Sharon showed me the invitation and she said, you're not going, are you? And I looked at the calendar and I saw I had the date and I said, yeah, I'm going. She said, well, I'm really surprised. I did everything in the world to get them to, I didn't just send them an invitation. And see, this was supposed to have been a friend of many years that we'd been close and done many things in the world. And she said, I know they got the invitation but they just refused to deal with it. So, you're going to go? I said, yeah, I'm going to go. I said, what they did is not going to determine what I do. But I said, no, let's not have any buts. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I went. I went for me. I didn't go for the person because I knew I needed to go so that couldn't fester inside of me. And I took a nice gift and of course when I got there, they and she went with me and they put us up in this hotel. My God, it must cost $500 a night, the hotel they put us up in or more, gave us meals and everything. And of course I took a nice gift. And the person told me after, you don't know what this means to me for you to come. I know I didn't come to yours and I didn't respond. I didn't act like I knew it. But you know me, Don. You know how I am. 
I wanted to say, do I? (laughs) This means so much. And they said, I can't be the friend to people that you are. I said, you know what? You choose that. You could be if you wanted to, but you choose it. So you know what? I came out much better and I learned from the process of doing what I felt like God wanted me to do rather than paying him back for what he didn't do for me. So I want you to know paying people back only makes you worse. Doing what's right. I don't know that God required me to go, but I required me to go. And when I required me to go, I came through better. Now, as I finish, as I start trying to finish here, you know, Grace Church has turned into, we, we changed the name, as Myrna mentioned a few minutes ago, to Experience Life. And folks, I'm not just having a new name to do something to try to spark some interest. God's given me a mission. And the only thing I've had to do this week is attend a staff meeting, pray, and prepare the message for today. But there's been many people, even though our chapel is small and we don't have great large numbers in the chapel, we've got large numbers on the internet and that's where God told me to take the message to was on the internet. Well, I can't do this by myself. We have some paid staff and we have some volunteers and we have many, many volunteers, more volunteers than we have paid staff. And say, I always want to give you the gratitude because everybody say Don, everybody says Don Clowers, Don Clowers, Don Clowers. And when you're on the internet, it's Don Clowers. It's Don Clowers, Don Clowers. Don Clowers gets the credit when other the people are the ones that should be getting the credit because I couldn't be doing, uh, Don Clowers couldn't be doing what I do if other people didn't do what they do. So remember, every person that does what they do with a heart of gratitude and doing it with the right reasons, God can reward you way beyond what I can reward you. And, and you know, I want to say thanks to our son David. You know, I was... Uh, See, the thing on the internet is continually changing. It's continually changing. And so a couple of times I talked to him this week while we were away, and by changing our name to Experience Life through Lightcast, they've got all of these questions and all of these forms that has to go through Roku, and it has to go through Apple TV, it has to go through Fire TV, it has to go through Crawl TV, it has to go through Android TV, and all of them have to approve the changes. And we're continually, as I said, they're changing things. And as they change things, that means we have to change ways we do things. And so we need more than David. And God has brought Josh along to help us now. And we're grateful that Josh is here. Thank you, Josh. Give Josh a big hand. He he does a a good job. Uh, Josh is in the control room. But David's been here for uh, 26 years, I think. And... Uh, has been offered a position uh, with another ministry making probably four times what we can pay him now. But you know what? He said, my call is here. 
But sometimes I call him, I said, through the week, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm working on this wirecast thing. I'm working on this, changing this and changing that. But it's hours and hours and hours that you don't see, you know? And ushers and cleaning, Barbara just works hours and hours and hours that people don't see. And I could go on. You know, Danielle's back in the back also in the control room. Danielle don't go get, get come in church because she's back in the control room working and, and helping make this possible. And some of this has to done be done way before. And then, uh, you know, there's, there is Cheryl. Cheryl is working in the control room. When you see the scriptures on the air, when you see the songs uh, put up there, my points put up there, Cheryl is sitting in a control room with a computer putting all of this up in sync with my message while I'm preaching. And so I could go on and on. And I just want to give gratitude to everyone that does anything, whether you're paid or whether you're not paid. God is the one that will ultimately pay you for what you do. Amen? God will ultimately pay you for what you do. So I want to tell you, giving gratitude to others is part of making the rest of your life the rest of your life, best of your life. See, when you're souring, don't, don't say thank you. Uh, you know, when you don't say thank you, what you're doing is you're, 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 all, all, you're just saying, I'm owed this. I'm owed this. Don't, don't live a day without finding a way to say thank you. I've learned, I've learned with this lady. Every day I try to find a way to say thank you for something that she does uh, for me or for her children or for her grandchildren or for the church. And I, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's just good to be expressed. You know, uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to finish this message, but I'm going to take up at this place uh, next week. But I'm going to say this, every, every day thanks should be expressed to God and others. If you can find that, there it is. Every day thanks should be expressed to God and others. Unspoken gratitude does no one any good. Unspoken gratitude does no one any good. So if you can learn to say thank you, if you can learn to say thank you, I believe that's, that's so important. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Now, I'll close with this thought. Cheryl, it's right at the end. If tomorrow's blessings and supply depend on today's thanksgiving, what will you have when tomorrow comes? What will you have tomorrow? What will, if, if tomorrow's blessings and supply depends on today's thanksgiving, what will you have when tomorrow comes? comes. Now I'm going to take step three on this. Uh, I'm going to take step three on this uh, next week. And I believe as we take step or message three, I believe God's going to show us the steps. You know, God brought Pastor Alan Linda here. He didn't ask to come here and I didn't ask him to come here. And here God put this together. Friends of 58 years, there's many silent years there. But I never lost respect for those silent years and I always kept some kind of connection. 
But here they are, seasoned, with as much experience in ministry, maybe not the same type of experience, but experience. And here God has sent them to help me, and I could go all through this room of how God's helped me. I don't have it all the answers. And there's Pastor Jan and Al. And here they are. I don't have all this together, folks. But I took a step of faith for experienced life. Instead of going to Florida. Our hotel room in Florida was on the, on the water. And it was beautiful. And we got to sit out there for a little bit and... And, uh, you know, just enjoy the water and the boats and so forth. And, you know, my old flesh said, why don't you just move here, you know? Why don't you just move here, you know? And her brother's always calling us because he lives there. And he says, I found this place. I found this place that, that would fit you and Sharon, you know. But you know what? I'm content. And I want you to step up to the plate with me. And let's really have some examples like Myrna and Wilson. That they're making the rest of their life the best of their life because they're a part of Experience Life Church. Amen. 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 Folks, something in the spirit has got to break and God is going to give team members together. Now, what did you say? Come up here. I hadn't got that yet. yet. You said it this morning. But I, 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 here's going to be part of our slogan, you know, our, our main slogan is making the rest of your life the best of your life because that's what I believe. I believe that's what God told me experienced life was. But here's, here's how it's going to be done. Together, everyone achieves more. Together, everyone achieves more. Say it again. Together, everyone achieves more. Together, everyone achieves more. You know, I look back and see where we started and how poor we were. And, and, and I watched God over the years, little by little. Our tents got larger. Our trucks got better. They went from gas to diesel. I got to get those with the sleeper, the big, big beautiful sleeper diesels that pulled our trucks and, and, and better instruments and, and better people to do music and uh, the front work that all had to be done and and it and then the radio came and it was on 50 radio stations and uh, just little by little God just began to do it well I, I know experienced life is not going to be the old but I'll tell you we're going to reach more people God just gave David a little thing this weekend staff meeting or last week and so, you know, our word for, for typing in experienced life church is too long. It's too long to type in. When I start typing in, I start getting the E and the I messed up sometimes. You know, I know how to spell it. Don't misunderstand me. But sometimes I know the I is before the E. Uh, and, and, but sometimes I want to put in a different letter. But look what we've changed it to. Look what we've changed it to. So easy. It's experience global dot church. Experience life. That's what that EG stands for. E, I'm, I'm going to get there. Uh, I, I'm getting all this help, see. Uh, uh, EL global dot church. Everybody say EL global. Now, all you got to type that in on your URL 
And when you type that in, Experience Life Church comes up. David's merged them, and that took hours to make all this happen. It took a lot of work. So, see, I get the credit for elglobal.church, and I didn't do a thing. Uh, David came up with this on his own, and because we were in a staff meeting saying it's too long, but you see, that's what experienced life church is. We are experienced, and so we're not going to quit till we get the rest of our life, the best of our life. You're going to grow not only physically, emotionally, and financially, uh, but you're going to grow spiritually and relationally. Amen. Amen. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings today. And uh, as we get our tithes and offerings, I, I want you to be obedient to God. And I want to say to our internet audience, and I want to say to our Facebook people, you know, I appreciate the Facebook people. We didn't start this as a Facebook ministry. We're, we're on the other apps that I just spoke about. But you know, one of the things you can do if you appreciate our ministry, I know there's hundreds and probably thousands of preachers on Facebook now. And uh, one of the things that is awesome that all, all of this can happen, but you can listen or you can't listen. But if we're being a blessing to you, 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 help us. You know, I, I, I was just, when I was away, I, I, I was talking about our India outreach. And I wasn't aware. Our church has put $75,000 into our India outreach. The people that's handling that for us, while we were on this trip, I had a personal conversation with them. And we, and they're gonna get us update pictures. But I, I wasn't even aware that our ministry right here, we have invested $75,000 into our India outreach of feeding those kids, educating those kids, giving them uh, academics as well. And now they're getting saved and churches have come out of this because of our faithfulness to God. So we're not only making the rest of our life the best of our life, we're making the rest of their life the best of their life and we wanna keep on. My son Tim's going to Philippines and he's going over there and there's a lady that used to work in our office, the first lady that ever worked in our office. She started working with autism children and you don't have the same thing there that you do to work with them. So we're going to do our best to see what we can do to work with autism children there using uh, Josie uh, uh, and, and giving her the materials that she needs and many other things that we do. So uh, you on Facebook, uh, why don't you just go ahead and, and send some tithe then to, to a global church uh, give right there it is eglobal.church give and and when you do it's so easy and simple somebody called the other day and they was trying to do something and they uh, they 
uh, somebody said, just go to this. And they said, ooh, that was easy. That was a breeze. I just was able to do it. So we need your help. We need your support to take the other steps for Experience Life Church. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for doing it. And put up our address just in case. Put up our post office address address just in case someone doesn't want to do it through credit cards or they'd rather send a check. Put our address there is Post Office Box 3168, Capel, Texas. That's our post office box. Our ministry is here in Carrollton, and we want you to be a blessing. Now, I know I've been a lot longer today than normal, and I'm not going to apologize for being a lot longer. I just felt like God wanted me to deliver this message to you and let you know we're going forward. We're not going backwards. Amen. Put your hands together and give Jesus a great big hand clap of praise as Anthony plays something on there. And, and let's just believe the Lord for good things to happen. Bring your tithes, bring your offerings. You go to the website, go to the website, do your part with your tithes and your offerings and become a global member. Become a global member of Experience Life Church, wherever you are. And I need my prayer request box real quick. I need my prayer request box real quick. Some of you got your prayer request in there. We're going to pray. Thank you, Graciela. Just hold it there for me. Father, I thank you. And, and let me just say to turn around a little bit so the camera can see who this beautiful lady is. Look here at this beautiful lady. She is, she, every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, she's leading prayer back in our our prayer room and she's been faithful and just does work here and ministry here all the time and and I just thank, thank God for her enough no matter what's going on in her life she puts she she comes to experience life church she has people at her home she she's always doing something for experience life church they're doing some things that I won't mention for others at, at certain times that that they've come up with and it's going to be helping people well that's what experience life church does is help people. Well, Graciela, you, you just pray. Oh, Father, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for all of these prayer requests. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have heard every prayer. And we're standing in agreement, Lord God, with your word that you bring deliverance and restoration and salvation, Lord God, and healings, Father God, to these people, oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are in Jesus' name. We pray, oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, oh God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home. And you're going to have a... Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. 
We're going to go, and God bless you. I just believe you go home, and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a Oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer, oh God. And we just thank you. We thank you, oh God, that it's all in your time. But we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you, Lord God. We thank you and we honor you and glorify you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe miracles of healing took place. Amen. Well, don't forget Tuesday night. God bless you to the internet. We're going to go. And God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a 
oh God, that are seeking you, Lord God, with all of their heart, Lord. And we just thank you right now, oh God, that we are standing with your word, that you are the great physician. You are the healer, oh God. You're the deliverer, Lord God. You're the restorer of families, Lord God. And we just thank you. And we thank you for the testimonies that are going to come forth, oh God, from every prayer, Lord God, because you hear every prayer and you answer every prayer oh god and we just thank you we thank you oh god that it's all in your time but we know and we are in expectation of the miracles that you're making for these people that prayer requests have gone to you lord god we thank you and we honor you and glorify you god for who you are in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. i believe miracles of healing took place amen well don't forget tuesday night god bless you to the internet we're gonna go and God bless you. I just believe you go home and you're going to have a...